0: paying $3.10. One chain of gas stations is offering a cheaper alternative sheets which has stations in pennsylvania ohio virginia west virginia north carolina and maryland dropping to three dollars ninety-nine cents the price for unleaded eighty eight ethanol blended gas now through the fourth of july This driver in the Cleveland area pleasantly surprised. Finally wasn't 515 and didn't cost me $70 to fill my tank. That's got to feel good. It feels amazing. Sheet says Unleaded 88 is approved by the EPA for use in vehicles made since 2001. Jack Callahan. Fox News.
1: There's been another settlement in the opioid crisis of drug overdoses and deaths. Oklahoma
0: Attorney General John O'Connor announcing a $250 million settlement reached between the state and three drug distributors, McKesson, Cardinal, and Amerisource Bergen over the opioid crisis in what O'Connor calls the company's role in creating and fueling the nationwide opioid epidemic that's impacted the lives of four million people in Oklahoma which was among a handful of states that didn't join a massive 26 billion dollar opioid settlement the states now reached 680 million dollars in settlements between drug makers and distributors the companies as part of the settlements have denied any wrongdoing Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal will soon play at Wimbledon. More first-round matches in the major tennis tournament today. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. In one minute... WPTV's first alert weather on WSTU is brought to you
1: by Sailfish Roofing. Offering excellence, honesty, and integrity in everything they do. Sailfish Roofing. 772-263-ROOF. Community roofing company you can trust. Sailfish Roofing. Now here's WPTV's first alert meteorologist. Your WPTV first
2: alert forecast this afternoon highs in the low 90s heat index values in the triple digits. This afternoon showers
0: and storms Possible, drifting west toward the lake throughout the day. Overnight temperatures up in the mid to upper 70s under partly cloudy skies and a few stray showers into the night. Wednesday
2: and Thursday highs in the upper 80s. Showers near the coast for the first part of the day, shifting inland for the afternoon hours. Rain chances increase a little bit more for the middle part of the work week.
0: By the end of the work week, staying hot and humid with highs in the upper 80s to
2: 90s.
1: On WPTV, First Alert
2: Meteorologist Katya Hall on WSTU AM 1450, Martin County's Heritage Station.
0: You are listening to WSTU, Stewart, Jensen Beach, Hope Sound, Martin County's Heritage Station.
3: (laughs) The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and not the staff or management of Port St. Lucie broadcasters. Any reproduction without written consent of WSTU and WPSL is strictly prohibited. Now it's time for Quality of Life Radio brought to you by Cigna and Aetna Medicare. Here are your hosts, Gary Owen and Tom Bouvier.
1: Hello and good morning Treasure Coast and the rest of the world. The 14th What, 49 49. countries that are tuning in to the world-famous Quality of Life radio show? I am your host, Gary Owen. And I'm your co-host, Tom Bouvier. Tom, can you believe it's June 28th? I mean, December 25th, will be here before you know it, man. And Christmas time, too. Amazing. That's just absolutely crazy. I uh, hope everyone's enjoying the beautiful Tuesday morning. And if you're tuning in on WSTU or WPSL, thank you for tuning in. Uh, when you arrive at your destination and you don't want to stay in your hot car to listen to us for the rest of the hour, you can always go to Facebook and follow us live here in the studio quality of life radio show and Tom we're here every single Tuesday morning rain snow sleet hell whatever why are we here
2: yeah absolutely Gary we love to come here every Tuesday morning we we actually bring relevant content to our listeners um, this is information people can really use and, and improve their lives. Number two, uh, we love to showcase and support local business owners, nonprofit organizations, public servants, who we'll be introducing here in just a moment. Uh, and thirdly, you and I, we love to educate and bring information about insurance options, planning that, that's again, will help improve people's
1: quality of life. All right, and then we're going to do things a little bit, slightly a little bit differently in reverse order this morning. Uh, because we have State Representative Toby Overdorf of the 83rd District here in the state of Florida with us. So we've got a lot to talk about, some of the legislative issues uh, that's affecting us, uh, his constituency in the state of Florida. Uh, So we're going to start with uh, Tom, the quote of the day, uh, and then we'll go into uh, some of our fun health facts, and then uh, we'll bring Toby (laughs) up to the microphone.
2: Absolutely, and this quote comes from um, many people's favorite... Songwriter, singer, traveler, smoker, uh, uh, four hundred and twenty <laughs> advocate, Mister Willie Nelson. Um, but I, I like to quote. He said, "Once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results." I mean, it's just like a seed. If you plant a carrot seed, you're going to get a carrot. You're not getting Gotta nurture it. Yeah, uh, that's right. You're not getting a radish. So positive thoughts. Uh, uh, for everyone out there from Willie Nelson, go ahead and replace those negative thoughts. Capture Absolutely. them
1: and replace them. There you go. All right. So, uh, Tom, let's talk about fun health facts. I mean, uh, we know about water. L- water is good for you. Uh, how does it affect our health? Absolutely. And it's
2: um, kind of uh, fitting that we're going to be talking about water, and that I believe that's one of the things with the uh, our state legislature. Yes. Um, well, water for the human body, it actually composes 75% of your brain. It regulates body temperature. It's 83% of your blood, uh, removes waste from the body. Did you want to share in some of
1: these? Or uh, you no, to go, go right? ahead. Okay. You're, doing a, you're doing a great job.
2: All right. Uh, so water c- is composed, c- composes 22% of your bones. It cushions your joints, your vital organs. It brings moisture. Uh, uh, it moisturizes oxygen for breathing. That's why I, I really love the Southwest of America, but I don't like to go out there because it just really dries right, out. Oh right. my gosh, my nose, my throat, um, give me humidity any day. Uh, but it also water to the human body helps convert food to energy. It helps, uh, body, um, your body absorb nutrients and makes up 75% of your muscles, uh, and they recommend that people should drink about a half of their body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 120, about 60 ounces a day. If you weigh 200, about 100. If you're in my range, you're drinking ounces. about a gallon a day. i got to drink at 239 a day. A water. pounds this morning. So that's a lot um, of water. It
1: is a lot of water, but these Good are the you. recommendations. Stay healthy, yeah. live longer. That's right. All right, so. Uh, for the next segment, we're gonna we're gonna bring up our guest this morning. We're glad to have Representative Toby Overdorf of the eighty third House District with us this morning. Toby, how are you feeling this morning?
3: I'm absolutely fantastic. It's great to be in the free state of Florida, and uh, sincerely uh, looking forward to the time together.
1: Awesome. We're great. Good to have you. Uh, we know that you're a busy guy. You're in the middle of a campaign here as well, all right? And yes, sir. And, and uh, I know you got a vacation scheduled, so you know we'll have to help you campaign while you're gone, or you know. I appreciate sure we put that. The good Thank you. you <laughs> yeah. Toby. Uh, fly the flag, all right? So I'll, the next segment is our "Did you know?" segment about Florida, mm-hmm. and. How appropriate is it to bring you and, and bring you in this equation to see and test your knowledge on Florida? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. So now, no pressure, Toby. It's going to be easy questions, I think. Okay. So, uh, Tom, why don't you go ahead and start? Okay. So South Florida is very unique
2: because it is the only place where you can find both alligators and crocodiles in the wild. And that's an interesting fact. Yes. And I've seen both in the yes, wild.
1: Yes, pretty cool. Next question goes to Toby. See, uh, test okay. his knowledge on uh, the, the population of Florida. So, Can we stick with alligators and crocodiles, please. <laughs> <laughs> there are no alligator crocodiles uh, uh, in this room uh, for a uh, hundred points. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, taken. <laughs> what is uh, the population, and and where is Florida now ranked in the country as far as population? So, we're currently uh, third in
3: population. Okay. Um, and we've just uh, surpassed uh, New York. And actually, it's hard to say exactly what our population is, because frankly, we're getting 853 new residents per day coming into the state. Um, along with that, we're gaining $2 million per day in capital that's coming in and investing into the, United, into the state of Florida currently. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So, I mean, we are over 21 million for sure, uh, and we'll continue to grow. Now, do you have a sense? Now, we know that there's close to 1,000 a day moving to Florida. Do we have a sense... Is that your phone, Evan 9? Is that for me? Should I answer it? Oh. <laughs> he, he's buying lunch. Yes, he is. <laughs> now batting Evan Ice 9. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we have a sense of the number of people that are moving out of Florida?
3: Um, whatever they are, they aren't very intelligent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, 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 I think there's two reasons why people are moving out. Uh huh. One uh-huh. of them is because there's 1,000 people a day moving Sure. In. You know it's crowding. it's crowding a lot of these populous areas uh, and and what other reasons do you think people are leaving Florida well
3: I, I think there's a sense um, number one that uh, they, they don't like the rules that have been established here there are some folks who do that I think other people are pursuing job opportunities um, and frankly I think there's also some issues with housing yes. and uh, I think housing costs are, are a major issue that really won't be resolved until we have an additional supply we're seeing that with folks moving from uh, from Miami up to this region here and forcing some of our longtime residents then either to move inland or to move north themselves. And I think that's a major issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of land that needs to be populated west of town, isn't there?
3: There is. Um, but that being said, you know, in Martin County, we have, I believe, is about 40 percent of the land within the county is actually owned by either the, the state, the feds or um, or, the, or the county itself. So there's a lot of land that's there. That's a little fun fact for you. That is 40 um, percent, I believe. Yes, sir. Yep. And so this has been over and over purchased. And uh, approximately, if I recall correctly, almost 20 percent of our state um, is owned either by a state, local municipality or the federal
1: government. That's very interesting news. like it. All right. So, uh, Tom, go ahead. Take the next point.
2: Absolutely. Um, And this is a fun geographical fact, uh, of course, being uh, the state that's surrounded by water on three sides. That's called a peninsula. So two-thirds of the state of Florida is considered a peninsula. I think Jimmy Buffett said... It's a sandbar, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, we love our state, and it is uh, primarily a, a peninsula. I,
1: I see a th- common a recurring theme here about water, Tom. That's right. This is very interesting. That's right. So the theme of the day is water. Oh, we'll, we'll be talking about water here in a little bit as well. Uh, so, Toby, what is the what area in Florida is the lightning capital of the entire United States? That's a great question. I don't know. I want to take a gander? Just a, a quick uh, jab at Avon it. Park, Florida. Avon Park. Close. Central Florida. Okay. Central Florida. Uh, Tom, what's the next? So our area,
2: um, the, well, the state of Florida, uh, now being the state of Florida, was first inhabited by Europeans in 1513. Juan Ponce de Leon uh, named this region La Florida. La Florida. La Florida. La Florida. So, um, you know from the united states it wasn't the pilgrims it was actually uh juan Ponce de leon it's more like la florida bonita
3: although i would uh, argue that i, I believe the uh, calusas got here first the who calusa indians got here first oh sure well, and so uh, uh, okay and,
2: and did i say um fail to say this was the first area to be inhabited by europeans yes there you go excuse me yeah uh, that's what i had but yes absolutely are indians uh, most certainly
1: native americans so uh I think you may have a sense of how many people a year visit Florida. Do you do you know what that number I is? I believe
3: it's uh somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty eight million.
1: Ooh. Ooh. He's either way off or you're way off. Well what do uh, you show Tom? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Google Google 100 knows everything. Million per 100 million year
2: tourists. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh, I am way off. One hundred yes. million
1: yeah. people yep. a yep. year well. visit La Florida Bonita. I, I did not prepare well for this. No, I know you're saying. doing no, great. We put great. you on the
2: hot sheet, uh-huh. but that's okay.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, but you know, in full disclosure, we did not prep Tubby, so he doesn't know what's <laughs> being thrown at him this morning. <laughs> Just letting you all know that. All right. Uh, okay, and then uh, let's see. Tom, you want to take the last
2: one? Uh, sure. Interesting fact. Uh, Venice, Florida, is the shark-tooth capital of the world. Uh, at one time, many, many eons ago, Florida was underwater at the time, and it was a haven for massive um, tribes, or whatever they're called, of sharks, uh, pods of sharks. I know my, my, my nephews. Or used to find shark teeth in these river, dried up riverbeds in in Gainesville, hmm. in Gainesville, in the central Florida. So, uh, but oh. Venice, Florida, is a shark tooth capital of the
1: world. If anyone's into finding shark teeth, that would be a place. To Venice know. is nice. I used to fly in. I'm, being a pilot, I used to fly into Venice. There's a little restaurant not too far from the airport. We get shuttled to the restaurant right on the on the on the bay. There, It's just absolutely. Great place. And Tom, what was the largest shark that was ever in existence?
3: Ooh. Now, wait a minute. Shark in existence or here in Florida? Not not fictional, ever in existence. Uh, ever in existence. Um, the whale shark? I know. Megalodon, mm. megalodon, and you can find those teeth occasionally within the state of Florida. Is that right? Absolutely. How and big are, are the teeth? They're bigger you know? than the, the bigger
2: than my. So fist, says no the doubt biologist. It, oh my, yes. <laughs> megalodon. Yes. <laughs> Very good. I learned something. Thank you. See, you. we are absolutely. we are
1: uh, schooling yeah. and getting schooled this morning. <laughs> right? This is absolutely fantastic.
2: Megalodon. I like that name. <laughs> yeah, that's a word of the day. And All right. also, did you also know that
3: the uh, the shark's teeth actually goes to their skin as well? That's why their skin is called a dermal denticle. And so if you go on the shark's um, skin one way, it's smooth. You yeah. rub against it the other way, and it actually feels rough. Ah. And so in the old days, they actually used shark skin as sandpaper. Is that right? Interesting. And that, don't they
1: use that. shark uh, byproducts also for supplements?
3: Uh, yes, and and we actually passed a law a couple of years ago that outlawed uh, shark finning within the state of Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's something that we're hopefully getting away from because we need those predators off our coast. Yes, no doubt,
2: indeed, they eat all our fish when we're fishing. Well, and they also up they, fish. They, keep, yeah. they keep a good ecosystem I'll keep together. my mouth shut on that one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, they're eating the lionfish. Um, yeah, yeah uh, they absolutely, they break lines. So, too. okay. <laughs> w- w- w-
1: w- it's 20 after already, so we got to take our first <laughs> yeah. break on <of> the show. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what happened this day in history, and then uh, we're going to get right into our interview. Uh, Tom and I will have a couple things to discuss. Just to remind everybody who we are and what we do because there's a misconception that we only do one or two things. So we want to just enlighten everybody about Owen Insurance Group and the services that we provide. You're listening to the Quality of Life Radio Show on WSTU 1450 AM and WPSL 1590. Congratulations, you listened to the world-famous Quality of Life Radio Show. Stay tuned. I promise we'll be right back. You are listening to WSTU Stewart,
0: Jensen Beach, Hope Sound, Martin County's Heritage Station.
1: Hey, you. What are you doing? <laughs> I know what you're doing. You're listening to the world famous quality of life radio show. Congratulations. By the way, uh, Toby, during the break, just brought to our attention some updated facts and figures. This is why we have them on our show to keep us on the straight and narrow. So uh, for those of you who like to look at facts and figures, uh, you can go to the uh that Toby just gave us and we'll give you updated information uh, about fun facts about the state of Florida. And then uh, the number that we got uh, that come to florida each year visit florida is actually 122.4 million people and the actual uh up-to-date population was what twenty two million two hundred and ninety-five thousand and seventy-two lives florida nice. is growing baby and i love what florida is doing love being in florida all right uh real quick tom let's go through the state in history real quick and then okay. uh, we'll get to toby
2: excellent so uh Back in 1519, I, rem- I remember it well, uh, <laughs> Charles V was king of Spain, and he was elected. Was you his court jester? I was his court jester. <laughs> yeah, I was very famous back then. I came back as Tom Bouvier, the boo. Uh, but uh, he was elected the Holy Roman Empire. That's probably a funny word to have in front of his name. But
1: <laughs> I'm going to take the third one. 1894, right. U.S. Congress declared the first Monday. Of September to be what day?
3: Labor Day. Yay, Mm -hmm. baby.
1: Labor Day to honor the American worker. Thank God for our American workers. But we need more American workers, just FYI. Tom? That's right. In
2: 1778, Mary Hayes, she earned the nickname Molly Pitcher because she carried a bucket of water to her husband during the... Water again? Water is the theme of the day. Uh, During the Battle of Monmouth in America's Revolutionary
1: War to to purchase our freedom. Thank you, Mary Hayes, for the bucket of water. We appreciate that. I'm going to go to uh, Mike Tyson.
2: (laughs) Oh, you get the fun. Toby, what
1: what happened in 1997 uh, when Tyson became more famous by doing what? Biting to, the
3: ear of a Vanderhoof. <laughs> Bam! <laughs>
1: exactly right. He did become mo famous. Yeah. Uh, he had a
2: he had an ear fetish. Obviously. He, <clears throat> all right. He, that, that was like trying to win at all costs. Didn't he know? I mean, that's just not allowed. <laughs> uh, in 1919, the, uh, the Treaty of Versailles was signed in France, signifying the end of World War I, which was supposed to be the war to end all wars. But
1: Yep. That didn't work out. And in 2007, the American bald eagle was removed from the U.S. list of endangered and threatened species. It still's
2: protected, but thank goodness um, the, the the act did its job. That's right.
1: And then Tom, famous birthday. Uh, this gentleman was born in Indiana. What did he? He was he was very was it famous or infamous?
2: Infamous, notorious, bad, evil, not a good boy bank robber john dillinger was born in indianapolis um
1: indiana in 1902 on this day all right so uh we, toby's going to talk a little bit about what's going on uh, in the legislature and and uh before we do that and some of the things that are affecting uh the, the treasure coast and the state of florida but before we do that tom let's kind of go over real quick let's take maybe five minutes okay and go over some of the Resources that we provide uh, the residents of the Treasure Coast and the entire state of Florida. In fact, in uh, 35 other states as well.
2: Uh, absolutely. So uh, many people, uh, as Gary mentioned, maybe think we just only do one thing: Medicare, of course. But because med- we talk about it a we lot on this show. We talk about it a lot. We love our seniors. We love those people who qualify for Medicare. Um, But that's under the category of health insurance because our license, uh, our state license that we have to do, update, and keep continuing education on includes uh, life insurance, health insurance, and annuities. But in the health insurance realm, we not only do Medicare, people who qualify for Medicare, we also do the ACA individual health care, people under 65, commonly known as Obamacare. Uh, We do group health insurance, small Business owners with uh, f- four employers, employees or more interested in group plans uh, along with that. A lot of ancillary products, um, cancer, critical illness, uh, et cetera. And these are health insurance. And then short-term medical plans. You need a plan for a month. You, you're traveling to another country internationally. You're going to be out of the country. Those short-term medical plans all under the category of health insurance very good mm-hmm. and then do you, you cover dental vision we do we do have dental vision uh... even some products have hearing aid uh... or hearing in, involved in that as well
1: alright fantastic so just remember everybody for your local medicare life health annuity long-term care disability agency uh... here on the Treasure coast for thirty six years Call us here at 772-210-1020. Or, Tom, what's another number uh, they can reach us at? 772 I 1020 I, like, I like how it flows off the tongue. 210-1020. I Makes like it very precision,
2: precise, <laughs> high English. Two, one articulate.
1: Zero, 1020. Zero, zero. I love it. All right. Uh, very articulate, Tom. I love it. All right, so... Uh, if you have questions, anything related to health insurance, life insurance, long-term care, annuities, disability, uh, Medicare, of course, give us a call. Owen Insurance Group, 772-210-1020. And Man, they could even stop into our office. Well, yeah, stop, yes, we actually have. Uh, we don't work out of our trunk of our car. We do have a brick and mortar location. <laughs> not to say there's anything wrong with that, but we have a, a bonafide brick and mortar location right behind Key West Diner. Uh, you've been to Key West Diner. I certainly times. have. It's a great nice. place. Mm-hmm. So um, come by and say hi. And meet our mascot Leia. So we've been gone into Canada for uh, six days, and uh, we missed our little girl. So she was happy to see us when we came home. I'm Loving sure she was nice,
2: and so are we, Gary. And it's good to be back home. Glad to see nothing, you guys. nothing like the
1: state of <laughs> Florida, man. Uh, the free
2: state of Florida. I love the way you Florida, say Florida. that. I think that's that the way I
1: will be. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Toby, before we uh, ask you some questions about what's going on in Tallahassee, um, I want to share with everybody a scam that's happening not here just locally, throughout the state of Florida, uh, it hit home for me personally when my mom called me last week and uh, said that she got scammed by someone who said they were with uh, Florida Power and Light. Uh, My mother, still old-fashioned, like many of you who like to uh, put checks in the mail and, and, and don't use credit cards or online banking or online paying, so... Uh, unfortunately uh, she fell prey and and a victim to the scam and they said they were going to turn her power off if uh, they didn't receive payment immediately and they asked for they could do it over the phone with her banking information so uh, unfortunately she gave it to them and uh, absconded with monies from her account and uh, so now she has to uh, go through all that hassle open up a new account and, and all these other things so just Be cognizant out there, people. Do not give your banking information to anyone over the phone who's asking for it unless you know who they are and they've been vetted. Do not give your Medicare card over the phone. Medicare or Social Security is not going to call you and ask you to confirm your new MBI number. Don't do it. It's a scam. It's fraud. There are nefarious people out there operating, uh, so just be very careful. Listen, and if you have questions, give us a call. Uh, At 772-210-1020, if you don't know who these people are, tell them to pound sand and hang up. And then give us a call, and we'll let you know whether or not uh, it's a legitimate call.
2: But, Gary, it popped up on my phone as FPNL, or it even said Medicare on my phone. Shouldn't I
1: trust that? Uh, So this is why we have the great Toby Overdorf here in the studio this morning to see how the state of Florida is addressing these nefarious people that are doing these things and victimizing our seniors, hang them in public. Yeah, that's not a <laughs> bad idea. Would you? Would you second that? Absolutely. I third it. <laughs> okay, the motion it is passed. Done. All right,
2: off of the hedge. So, <laughs> tell me
1: what's going on with the legislature? You came back on. You just came back recently. Uh, we had issues with the water. We had. We we have issues with insurance premiums and homeowners' premiums and taxes. And te- tell us what's going on. Uh, a
3: variety of things a I lot mean, of things uh, happening this year this year we had well over 3,000 bills that were filed Wow um, in between the House and the Senate. Of those 3,000 bills, 285 actually made it to the finish line. Uh, the governor has decided that he didn't like all of those bills and various parts of our budget as well. So there were a variety of things that were vetoed this year, and I think we'll probably be talking about one of those. Uh, and along those lines, it's been a, a variety of things that we have that we need to deal with. And when I got to the Florida legislature, the first thing that happened is somebody turned a fire hose on me, and it hasn't stopped since. I mean, the amount of information that a single representative really needs to, to bring in is astounding. Uh, That being said, it's also flattering to be put in that position and have that responsibility, and I don't take it lightly. Uh, I've been asked uh, my position on a variety of things, and sometimes I won't give a position right away, primarily because when I do that, it holds weight. And and as a result, that position, um, I don't like to fetter away from that. Uh, Once I make a position on something, unless there's a, a huge change or a shift in policy, I typically like to stick with that and move forward that was one of the first things that i learned as a legislator is when they ask you how you're going to vote if you say yes if you say no you stick with that vote uh if there is a if you're going to be changing on that then folks in the legislature kind of uh, look at you a little bit of a different way so you make your promises you stick to them and that's something that my dad taught me many many years ago
1: and uh so that's what we do now to walk us through the 285 bills made it tell us the top five that really would impact your local district?
3: Well, uh, it, it, I don't know if I can, to be honest with you. I mean, everything from um, House Bill Three, which dealt a lot with law enforcement, supporting our law enforcement officers, recruiting people from uh, oh. from other states, five thousand dollars signing bonuses, allowing for for education um, to to uh, be played into into that as well. Um, we have our Individual Freedoms Act, which is also known as the Stop Woke Act. Uh, this actually allows for Uh, teachers to be able to really teach history. It expanded uh, black history uh, more so than any other bill has ever done in the state of Florida. However, um, it also tells our our teachers as well as our corporations that uh, you can't single out a certain person because of the color of their skin and say they need to feel a certain way because, because of that. And that is something that I feel very strongly about, but I also feel very strongly we have to teach our history to our kids. Otherwise, we are doomed to repeat that. And so I'm very proud of that as well. Um, Within the area here, we've had a variety of environmental management and um, environmental bills that have come forward. But in the city of Stewart, they've done a great job with this um, little thing called PFAS and PFOA. Um, and that's a, the short name for fluoro, fluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl um, substances, which are also known as forever chemicals. These were found in firefoam in a variety of other things, including Gore-Tex, in food packaging. Um, PFAS and PFOA has uh, migrated down into our water supply here in the city of Stewart. The city of Stewart was incredibly proactive. They've got great um, filtration systems. They're putting new wells in and all that type of stuff, but this material is found in all of our bloodstreams and uh, anyway we're uh, we passed a bill this year. I was the author of it along with uh, representative McClure and it is the first of us kind in the nation looking at how to be cleaning this up and also we give our local governments about a, a five year hiatus to get their act together, make sure they're dealing with this before they um, before legal action could be taken against them so uh, we wanted to make sure that our municipalities were protected, our citizens were protected, and that we are uh, addressing this issue That's but' it's a, it's a it's a major issue and I will say it's probably going to be one of the biggest environmental disasters that our world has ever seen um, is this material, um, PFAS, PFOA. And uh, I've been preaching that for, for a while now and get educated on it. Uh, there's a great movie out there called Dark Waters, a um, true story about DuPont. And also I'd like to you know talk further about... Um, the PFAS and PFOA situation, our firefighters were exposed to it. Some of their um, clothing that they currently wear has the material in it. So uh, there's a variety of things that we need to be dealing with on that, and we will be over the next couple of years. And what is the consequence of this being in our body? The
1: carcinogen, right?
3: That's um, a, There's a cancer-causing side to it. There's a um, gestational development side to it. Uh, There is a uh, potential liver issues with it, Mm. so a variety of different things that that can happen. Um, I know that we could test everybody in this room, and probably everybody that's also listening on this radio show, you all will have some level of PFAS or PFOA in you. In fact, there was only one one group of, of people that didn't have it. And that was uh, blood samples that were taken from Korean War soldiers prior to the Korean War. And that blood was stored in a military base. And that's the only blood they've been able to find um, worldwide that didn't have this material in it. Hmm. So um, congratulations. Um, this is an uplifting show now. But all that being said, um, something to be educated on and, and understand uh, how you can deal with this.
1: So w- w- would you recommend that the, the, the residents get tested from their local medical provider?
3: It's a uh, it's a very, um, very hard test to get and the materials and and it's not a common test by any means whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, what I would say is just be aware of it, start to be conscious of it and start to understand how this material could affect you um, in the future. So how incredulous is it that drinking water makes you sick? Well, and it's uh, it's something that mm-hmm. um, folks in, in Detroit, folks in uh, near right. military bases um, yep. that have used fire foam for for years. Um, this could be one of the reasons that we're having such a, a big um, issue with geoblastoma, cancer issues in uh, in the city of Port or in Port St. Lucie and mm-hmm. St. Lucie mm-hmm. County. Um, so there's been some um, and Stephanie West has done a fantastic job with, with that and bringing the awareness to that. But this may be an issue there, and as we just don't know, and it's too early to, to understand. But we're we are starting to find out the city of Stewart is actually one of three um, uh, groups that is going to be considered a bellwether case um, for a national um, national class action suit. And they are the first to be out there. Kudos, kudos to the city of Stewart. They've done a great job. Awesome. Um, okay. Their city manager um, and their city attorney have done just
1: a great job of that. Speak, stay on this topic about water. I mean, Sure. Because it's important to me. I've been here for 36 years on the mm-hmm. Treasure Coast, and, and the water issue has been around way before I got here, Mm -hmm. obviously. So what, t- talk to our, res- our listeners about the water issue here on the Treasure Coast.
3: Well, uh, you know, we're, we're making great progress, and I have to say that. When I came into office, uh, we did not have the amounts of money that have been spent towards this and, and towards solving the issues. The variety of projects have come online. We've had over, um, over 38 different projects that have either um, absolutely finished and come online or have hit major milestones in the last couple of years here. Um, we have started a number of new projects as well. Um, everything from the C-44 basin to um, the Scott Water Project in the north side to um, we now have two new basins that are going to be coming into St. Lucie. And, of course, um, uh, Senate Bill 10, which put the, um, the EAA reservoir, and that's well under construction. Um, I fully support the construction of that and, and hope that we can get that going uh, real soon. Additionally, we, have, we do have a lot more waters going south. Um, Tamiami Trail, and this is something we don't really get a lot up here, uh, an understanding of it, but Tamiami Trail was raised in, in several different areas where there is now miles of water that's able to go under um, Tamiami Trail, which wasn't there before. Finally. And more importantly, the historic Tamiami Trail has been removed. And so this gives an opportunity there where that water is now finally wow. flowing right through it into the Florida Bay. Um, and we have uh, some other things that are happening down in, uh, in, in that area there. We're putting a, a slurry wall between uh, residents um, on, the, on the coast and the Everglades so that we aren't having that water intrusion going in there and causing additional flooding. I mean, the, the progress, again, is amazing. Uh, $2.4 billion um, since I've been in office has been, uh, been brought into the uh, Everglades restoration as well as overall water oh restoration. God. Mm-hmm. We need it well, board. and our, our governor's done a great job in, in leading the charge and really pushing for that. Uh, the legislature has backed him up. Um, I'm doing everything I can and, and, and raising my hand and saying, guys, we need more for this. Um, we had a great new bill that came forward this year, House Bill 965, um, environmental management. And this um, brings in the private sector and saying, look, guys, if you want to go ahead and clean up some water here and really do a great job in your basin. Um, and there's something called a total maximum daily load. It hasn't really been enforced yet and but i'm going to be doing everything i can to make sure this happens this is a uh, where we have phosphorus or nitrogen sets at a certain level and we have to come under that level so uh, if you have a, a big piece of land and you don't have anywhere to treat your water your neighbor under this bill would be able to treat that water for you as long as the overall net is a reduction, and so that both properties are under it, and you can have a, uh, they actually create a credit and create a financial opportunity, then to be able to to go back and forth, and overall, it's a net positive for the environment because those the injection of that uh, of that material is not going to be there anymore, the phosphorus, the nitrogen, etc. We're
1: gonna we're gonna forego we're gonna forego that commercial, okay? We're gonna forego the uh, the, the second commercial. I think the, the the content that we have here to discuss is more important than a commercial, so we're just gonna continue you on speaking of water though you know uh yes there's a, there's a lot of portion uh the problems that comes from like a but also from to river mm-hmm. coming down so what's being done to address the runoff coming down here and hitting our waterways
3: well, it's a great. Uh, we actually had the, the Northern Everglades um, is a variety of different projects. Um, the uh, Latmaxi Corporation sold a, a bunch of land, but on that land, there's a huge reservoir up there. There's uh, two other reservoirs that are on um, on the, the river itself. Uh, we've uh, believe it or not, I did a, my master's degree was on the Kissimmee River restoration. That was roughly 25 years ago when I did my work, um, and it was done prior to restoration. This past year, we finally had the ribbon cutting that the Kissimmee River restoration was complete. And so it has taken a long time, but we're there. Uh, There were some other things that we had on the northern Everglades side. The governor decided to veto them this year, um, ASR wells being one of them. The ASR wells are is something that uh, they originally had about 80 of them. They pared it down to a, to a much lower number, but they would clean the water to drinking water standards and then inject it down into um, the boulder zone, which is below our typical area that we actually take water from. And then the thought was to be able, if we needed that water, we could pull it back up. But the, the important part of that is that they were cleaning the water to drinking water standards prior to putting it down. So we're not putting dirty storm water down. Right. Additionally, we're taking phosphorus and nitrogen out of that. The governor um, felt that that was um, too big of a step this year, wanted to make sure that we had a, a budget that was uh, really balanced. And so he took that out for this year. We'll see what happens over the next couple of years here on projects like that. But those are some of the things that's happening in the northern Everglades. Um, Um, The Scott Water Farm, which is located on the C25, which is um, if you go on the turnpike heading west um, out of St. Lucie, um, it'll be on your north side and south side. And it's amazing stuff there. And they they can store, um, I believe it's uh, 60,000 acre feet, if I recall correctly uh, on that. Uh, again, all these projects are taking water out of, um, of going into the St. Lucie Estuary um, and then also, of course, going out, uh, taking it out of going west as well. So real, some great opportunities there where we're seeing the health of the river hopefully improve um, and the markers such as seagrass and, and other things there are, are returning as of this year. I've been doing a lot of watching on different blogs and it's starting to come back, um, but again we really have to deal with the muck situation eventually within, within our, our river and hopefully sure. be dealing with some of that um, historic nutrient content. So talk to us about the septic tank issue. Absolutely. So septic tanks, um, as, as you're probably aware, are um, the way that we used to deal with, with sewage all the time um, within, our, within our state. Uh, we are slowly um, but deliberately shifting from septic to sewer and that meaning, meaning that we're getting the pipes in that um, those septic tanks can leachate a variety of materials um, right into our, into our water stream, whether it's phosphorus, nitrogen, additional other fertilizers that could go in sure. and there cause some, some harm. And uh, so we're making a deliberate and, um, and fortified uh, effort to actually shift from septic tanks into sewer systems overall. Those sewer systems then are really um, finding ways to deal with uh, our human waste and then being able to, to um, dispose of that accordingly and not into our water systems. But as we go and you know, all there are problems with our, our population increasing and also going over to, um, to these sewer lines, we now have to upsize all of our sewage treatment plants. One of the bills that we put forward two years ago was a requirement for all local government by July 1st of this year, they had to report back and we created what's basically a 20-year infrastructure plan. This was not in existence before. We had all kinds of municipalities were coming to us and saying, we need this, we need that, we need a new um, water plant. Well, we, we kind of said, look, we need a really focused event to be able to do this. So we created this. And now it Now gives us a road path of all these municipalities to say, all right, we have five years left in our water plant. What are we doing to, to take care of that? We have um, our population is expanding. We're going to need to double the size of our sewer plant, put our new lines in. All of these things are, are, are out there right now, um, but there was no plan for it previously. That July 1st date will now allow us to put a plan in place. Um, I'm working with the incoming speaker. We're going to be putting forward some some ways to really lay this out, just like we have our FDOT traffic plans, our, our metropolitan planning organizations locally. We're now going to have the municipal services planning organizations, and uh, that's I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now, I don't know what we're actually going to call it, but this will be a way then that municipalities can plan out their growth and give service to our citizens so that we're not having uh, sewage plants dump their wa- dump their waste into waterways. When uh, We've seen that in Brevard County and Broward County and other areas, and where we have a, a systematic um, level of growth
1: and dealing with this um, with a lot of thought and being able to take care of it all right beautiful love it so i appreciate by the way also a shout out to brian or u.s representative brian mass too because he's leading the charge on clean water for a long time so. brian's been
3: a great partner in this um and he's done he's done, absolutely
1: done a great job in the in the federal setting yeah. and thank you for the for, for, for protecting our waterways we need all the help we can get most certainly uh, and so so uh, you know we talked earlier about the number of people that are moving to florida every single day um and so i think one of the things that we see is the housing crisis and mm-hmm. in so much of that there are a lot of people that are moving here that can afford housing uh, in florida specifically here in martin county so what's being done with affordable housing can you address that at all
3: absolutely so one of the things that we put forward this year was 367 million dollars towards affordable housing initiatives um, that then is dispersed to the counties and, ver- and then the various municipalities within the counties based on population. So it's all prorated um, for the disbursement of that money. Um, one of the programs is a SHIP program that helps out with uh, down payments, helps out with, um, there's some other rental assistance programs and things that, that, can, go f- that can go from there. Uh, we also established the Hometown Heroes program this year. That's a $100 million initiative that goes towards uh, down payments, um, goes towards other assistance uh, for home ownership. And that's specifically for firefighters, teachers, policemen, nurses, um, other service uh, members, and allows them then to have that home ownership dream. Uh, And I talked to a a local mortgage broker recently and she could not um, express her gratitude enough about this program and how she's been able to really help some folks get into housing as a result. So we're really proud of of those opportunities. We'd like to expand upon that. But right now, the housing crisis, there is no way we're gonna solve it without additional volume. Um, and uh, we have to have uh, additional opportunities for folks. And we're talking to different people and, and looking at some different ways that we can do that. Um, I On the side, if you will, my, my real job is a, in an engineering firm, um, engineering design and construction. And we are uh, we are so slammed, it's not even funny. I can believe it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so. do, you, do you want me to take calls? Should we? It's up to you. All right. Uh, I mean, I know he's got a lot of stuff to talk about. So if we take a, if we take a call, uh, I, listen, I know that there might be some people out there that are interested in, in asking questions, uh, but I think our representative has a lot to talk about ahead of time. Is there someone on the call now? Somebody's calling, yeah. All right, go ahead. We'll, t- we'll take one, we'll take one call for you, real quick. We on need, need our headphones on yeah, for that. We'll need your on. Yep. And they're there. Hello, this is Gary Owen. Who's on the phone?
0: Yeah, this is Al in Palm City. How are you?
1: Good, Al. you have a question?
0: Yeah, I wanted to just ask a quick question on Medicare, if that's okay. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, I'm scheduled to take Medicare. Uh, And by the way, I like the show. I I tune in on a regular basis when I'm able to. I think it's a wealth of information. Thank you. And a great show, very informative. I appreciate that very,
1: very much. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, just a quick question. I'm eligible for Medicare in a couple months, and I'll be applying for Medicare. And, of course, I'm going to apply for Medicare. But I was wondering, um, because I'm in good health, I don't see any doctors. All my lab work is very good, so I don't have any medical expenditures right now. Can I hold off in qualifying for a plan um, until I feel I need to take a plan? And if I have any uh, medical expenditures, um, I'll just pay them out of pocket in addition to over what um, Medicare uh, pays. And um, is that a good strategy or not?
1: well very good question but first let me say congratulations on entering the realm of medicare you've made it so you know our our clients all we always say uh, well, what do you think about the last 65 years? And uh, I think the number one comment, Tom, that we get is, my God, the time went by so quick. I can't believe I'm 65 already. And yeah. Medicare is still here. And Medicare yeah. is still here. It's going to be here. But yeah. I'm going to uh, redirect that to Tom Bouvier because I know he's dying to answer your question. But that is a great question. Uh, and then I'll, I'm sure I'm going to have some comments on top of what Tom has to say. So th-
2: my answer to that question, sir, is uh, it depends. Uh, if you're currently... Um, And I may have missed it in the beginning. I I didn't have the headphones on. But are you covered through an employer? No, I'm not. I'm retired now. Okay. So I would say absolutely not uh, delay it because uh, there are some penalties, number one, if you don't apply for Medicare Part B or Medicare Part D, which is prescription drugs. Um, And then you wanted to uh, reinstate that in the future. There's... there's, um, Uh, restrictions and limitations on reinstating part b and then if you waited two years from now you would have what's called a late enrollment penalty so if you've done any research on medicare and you delay your part b without having credible uh, uh, coverage uh, medical coverage prescription drug coverage uh, then you reinstate those and two years from now. You would have a two-year worth of late enrollment penalty. So uh, now is the time, and plus you don't have a crystal ball; never know what the that's right. what the future holds. Yeah, for
1: Tom's one hundred percent correct, Alan. And one, and one additional thing I would say to you: if you're healthy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know you take a, you, you care about your quality of life and health, I mean, and you want to uh, kind of. Uh, budget uh, a, a Medicare plan that's going to be feasible and, and economical and affordable. Uh, there's a plan that not very many people know about in the Medicare supplement realm called the High Deductible G Plan. Uh, the out of pocket maximum is only $2,490 a year, and uh, you have a Medicare supplement plan so you can, you know, you have the flexibility, uh, you have the freedom to choose to go to any doctor or hospital. Oh, that's of course, anywhere you want to in the country. So, uh, and, and the premiums are less than a hundred dollars a month. I mean, typically at less than seventy a month, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you live in the in the state of Florida. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be happy to help you out. Feel free to give us a call, and we'll be happy okay. to direct you. And, and uh, now, and, if I wanted to do that
0: plan, and then all of a sudden later on I started having more medical expenses, are you able to switch back to? Uh, 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 a better plan um, that's not so high deductible or not or am I locked into that
1: good question so typically most companies would lock you into that plan but uh, you'd have to qualify with health underwriting questions if you want a better plan Uh, but this one carrier that we primarily use with the high deductible G plan will give you 24 on your 24th anniversary month you can upgrade to a different plan with better uh, plan without Evidence of insurability. So you have that opportunity as well. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much for answering my question and love the show.
1: Hey, Ellen, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate the feedback. Thank you, sir. All right. So uh, we love those Medicare questions. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are a lot of you out there that have uh, questions about Medicare. It's confusing. uh, And uh, do not. I think my biggest. Advice to give. I'm going to ask you for your biggest advice uh, as well. But my biggest advice uh, being in the industry for the last 15 years and watching what's going on uh, in the Medicare world with these TV pitchmen, uh, these <laughs> actors, uh, these comedians I, I think they're comedians more than they're actors. Uh, we're pitchmen, we're football hall of famers. But nonetheless, uh, go to a professional who understands the Medicare space, right? So don't uh, trust a TV commercial or trust a celebrity. For year Medicare planning, I will tell you that the majority of those plans that these people roll in from the TV commercials are off those plans to the tune of 50% within the first year. And there's a reason for that. So be sure to, to uh, go to the professionals when it comes to Medicare insurance planning. Toby, back to you. So you were talking about housing. You talked about water. What are some of the things that you, that Toby is absolutely passionate about in the state of Florida? uh dealing with the issues of human trafficking
3: big time Mm. um Mm. this is an area that um, i focus on and done a bill every year uh since i've been in the state um in the state legislature this year's bill focused on a variety of things one of them being social media and finding some additional markers within social media that are causing this we're we're creating a task force uh to deal with that number two we also were requiring uh training human trafficking training for two other um groups one of them being foster parents so that they can possibly see what has happened when they have a child placed with them and what it might what it might have happened in the history with that the other side is uh, is also fire inspectors and fire inspectors go into a variety of places um, and the, the neat thing about them is they never need a search warrant to do it so they may be able to see something that nobody I else can. That is awesome. And as a result, uh, and I, I have to tell you, you know, uh, CFO Jimmy Petronas, um, some other local folks here were able to, to help me out with that. And they brought it forward. And it's been a, it's really been a great opportunity there.
1: I love it. Listen, It's disgusting that it, this is happening. An increase, and increase
2: mm-hmm. the penalties to that, hang them in the public square. Yes. <laughs> I would vote for it.
1: Yes, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm seconding that as well. Well, other
2: things that, that I'm,
3: I'm really um, passionate about are our skilled training and finding ways. You know, everybody deserves a great job, but everybody doesn't have to go to college. And uh, we just had the groundbreaking, and we were able to, along with uh, Representative Snyder, we were able to get $5 million for Indian River State College yeah. to open their Indian Town Charter School, which will be focused exclusively on trades. That's great. And uh, so it would be a trade school that's going to be set up and be able to, to really um, have some folks here locally be, be trained in that. Uh, I can't tell you what a, what a great opportunity that is. And that was one of the promises that I made when going into office was finding ways to expand upon skills training. And uh, IRSC stepped up to the plate. We've had some great private donors. So Indian Town is now going to be a great place for training.
1: It is absolutely great. fantastic. I love I loved mm-hmm. to see that. I mean, and, and that's a community that really needs more of our help.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Glad, to, yep. glad to hear that. What else? Um, we've also worked on a, you know, a variety of, of, of other things, um, and I'm focused a, kind of in the a, a construction area and helping out, um, again, our, our, our members in the construction area, housing issues, um, things like that, so we can expand upon those, those housing areas there and working with our realtors as well.
1: So uh, we got about maybe two minutes left in mm-hmm. the show. Real quick. Yes, sir. How are you addressing the premiums? How has the legislature addressing the premiums of these homeowners insurance? Brand? And how do we keep them solvent? I mean, we're walking a fine line here. Most certainly.
3: And, you know, we, we just addressed that in our re- most recent special session. Um, some of these programs will not hit until next year. Um, that being said, we're laying the groundwork for it. Some of them have to come in play now. One of those being reinsurance. Uh, reinsurance was done all offshore. This is the ability for an a insurance company to be able to capture money to help to pay for catastrophic areas. Um, there's a requirement that as of June 30th of this, of this year, The insurance companies are going to have to um, readdress how the the premiums are going out because we put into place $2 billion of reinsurance that was was supporting our insurance folks. We're also looking at roofs. If you have a 15-year or younger roof, you cannot be denied by your insurance company now um, as a result of this legislation. And finally, um, if you have a roof that's older, you can now get an inspection that says, look, the integrity of my roof is there, and the insurance company has to take that into play as well. So um, nobody nobody out there goes and builds a roof for for 10 years or for 15 years by any means. So, or at least not the roofers that I know that are good roofers. That's
1: right. Listen, uh, we're out of time already. I mean, I, we could spend another hour talking yes. to you. I mean, it's been a lot of great good. things going on. Very informative. On. So, we, we'd love to have Thank you to come you. back Thank and, you. and address some more issues because we know there's a lot out there. We appreciate what you are doing uh, and in, in representing us. How can we help you, Toby? Well, of course, we're running for re-election right now, and uh, we'll be up in the general
3: election. I don't have a primary opponent, but we'll be in the general election. Um, TobyForHouse.com is our website. Um, feel free to uh, to go on there, take a look around. If you want to uh, drop a donation and help us out, that'd be great. Um, all that being said, also, if folks want to get a hold of me, it's uh, TobyOverdorf at gmail.com. Pretty simple there. Um, feel free to drop me uh, drop me a line there, and, and I'll be able to get back to you. And, uh, uh, just remember this, that I'm the only Toby on the ballot.
1: <laughs> I love it. So you now, and, you and John and Matt are, are phenomenal in representing us here uh, in our district. So well, thank we you. We appreciate all that you do, all the hard work, your commitment, dedication. We know it takes a lot. So thank you again. We appreciate you. So next week, uh, and by the way, I apologize. We couldn't take any more phone calls. Next week, I promise you that we'll open up the phone lines to take more of your calls. So feel free to tune in and and call in next week. But our special guest next week's show is Sarah Brickman from Titan Pressure Washing. Uh, And Tom will be here with, I think you'll be here with me next week, right? I will. All right. So we're going to be talking more about insurance planning solutions. And again, we want to say thank you for joining us. Again, share us with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your golfing buddies, your car-playing friends. Share us with everyone. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Remember, Treasure Coast, stay safe, keep healthy, be happy, and enjoy your quality of life.